0: All right, Inappropriate Earl is back. Thank you for all the love and support. Currently number two on the iTunes charts. And the last guest, Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. I only had the Conspirators on, but their album's number one on iTunes, so I break people. (laughs) I am the new Rodney Bingenheimer of the podcast world. And I'm going to slowly pan over because you hear voices. You hear multiple female voices, which is a rarity in this apartment to have female voices in here. But I have the UK's finest import, the healthy junkies in the house. (laughs) And I have their manager who does not want to be. I am not their manager. See, that's why we have the interview. We have their helper. (laughs) I'm just going to scan over just for a second. The legendary Vicky Hamilton. That's the last time you will see Vicky on camera. She's very shy. She's guiding the healthy junkies. How about that?
1: Yeah, helping them with their west
0: coast. So they are here from the UK. They had a great show last night. That's right. They have a show tonight. Yeah, you guys can just chime in. And and bar sinister, I I I'm sinister. Be there. Bar sinister is tonight. Right, yeah. And uh. It's only on eleven o'clock. 11, yeah. 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 11 o'clock. You guys had a mosh pit? Last yeah, night we like had a nice. mosh pit. Mm, they went wood. crazy.
2: Mm.
0: Now, how is the Southern California lifestyle treating you? <laughs> awesome. I think
1: I've got about six stones since I got here
0: three days ago. And is that food or alcohol? No,
1: not really. Food's great. But I, I don't think we're used to the the amount that we get here.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. They give you a lot here.
1: Uh, at home.
0: Yeah. which is why America is the fattest country on earth actually we didn't eat all day
2: yesterday to be true so I, I made us a breakfast and we didn't eat all day and then we got quite drunk and Nina did say to me
3: it's better not to be." she you said play. there
2: should be a 48 hours gap between eating and when you play to keep on edge and I thought you know you got a point there but I think you only need 24 hours for heart surgery don't you
3: I don't know about that
2: anyway we didn't eat yesterday <laughs>
0: Have you eaten today? Oh no,
2: we had we had a breakfast. Yeah. yeah, breakfast.
0: Well, so what? Explain how you guys all came. How did this band form? Because a lot of American fans are uh, at least my fans are might be unfamiliar with you guys, but it's a great story.
2: How do we meet? So we met. Really, we met online. Well, I guess
3: also when I ran away, from, you know, from home and met you in London, didn't I? And that was where it started, wasn't it? Yeah, really.
2: actually, MySpace.
3: And it was on MySpace. Wow. We initially met.
2: Remember MySpace?
0: Oh, I do. I'm still on it. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think it still exists, but nobody... Anyway, we met on MySpace. Then we met in real life.
1: Yeah.
0: You were on the run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you were you raised on by... I, you know, I didn't know what to believe in your press release. Uh, you were uh, became friendly with a transvestite named Momo?
3: Yeah, that's right. In Paris.
0: That in, was. like... How did that come about?
3: Well, we met actually on a internet forum, which was about Boy George, because I was like obsessed with Boy George when I was a teenager, when I was really like 14 years old. And so I met that guy through that, and we started meeting up in Paris, and he showed me all the cool places, underground bookshops and CDs, everything. And uh, when I ran away from home, the only person I could go to was him. And, uh, yeah, just you know stayed with him for a while
0: and did he have a musical influence on you like with...
3: definitely he was a singer himself and you know he, he was 14 years older than me but he was gay anyway so there was nothing weird about it it was it, it was really a pure friendship and and guidance in a way i guess
2: so... introduce you to bowie
3: yeah introduce me to bowie and all not the...
0: literally well no well, that'd be pretty dope
3: the music but
0: <laughs> to meet bowie through a transvestite no but
3: a really good
0: influence you know and then and then you guys so you guys meet on myspace and formed a musical uh kinship
2: yeah there was nothing going on in paris musically for you so you yeah, came to london you had
3: to go to london to
2: you know. boy george's house actually i've got to add that in that i was mean, a stalker that's true And inside boy george's house in fact
3: because i met his cousin uh his nephew when i was oh, <laughs> stalking him and he, and he said to me i'm 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 Voyager's nephew. No one believes me, but I'm going to prove it to you. And he took me inside this house where Voyager's uh, brother was in charge of the house. So took me there. I saw the house. You know, it was all empty because...
4: Gold baths?
3: Yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: Gold baths? Right. Oh, in America, that means something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's a word for something. Uh, right. You better uh, specify what gold baths mean because now when in Rome, but like... <laughs> you know in this neighborhood specifically gold baths is uh it's
2: a thing is it
0: <laughs> i don't think it means what it means i have to google that oh, i don't think I, you have I, to google it in I'm this neighborhood to that terminology now what so what musical background did you come from like the punk scene or
2: uh yeah that was my first love musically um but i grew up listening to bands like deep purple les zeppelin rock bands through my older brothers and sisters' vinyls that they kind of just left around, bands like The Kinks and The Stones. So all this vinyl in a box, in fact, cardboard box with no sleeves, they just dumped it, and I kind of started going through it. That was my first influence. Punk rock, new wave, and... um. Then I kind of got into psychedelic, uh, psychedelic trance even, even techno for a while. And then came out of that and came back to, thanks to probably Nirvana, the grunge scene, bringing back guitar music in the UK because it it just wasn't happening in the UK at all. And this dance explosion in the 90s, there was not much going on in terms of rock bands. So Nirvana comes along. I hear that, get back into that. And then fast forward, I mean, there's all these mixture of influences in our music. You can you can hear it. The grunge, the punk, the glam, the psychedelic, it's all in our sound. Any Billy Idol influence? Only in the hair. I get that. I I love it. I mean everybody.
3: Someone said to him at the custom when you
2: actually customs, that helped me get through customs, all right. Because we were like, Well, you musicians, customs, there's all this talk of what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And he kind of looks at me and says, Billy Idol, you go through. And that's all, I didn't even need my passport. That's it.
0: Yeah, no, I get a very Billy Idol vibe from you.
2: Yeah, well, I'm a big fan. Well,
0: because yeah. he came from kind of a punk... Uh,
2: He's, apparently he speaks a little bit like me, his voice. I mean, I don't know if you think that, but... I do. Uh, and the hair, so yeah, I got... There's talk, <laughs> I'm a fan. There's talk of a... Of, of a it's not going to happen, but there's talk of a tribute band, but we would never do that, but
4: like whoa <laughs> <laughs> got to speak the yeah no that'd be cool though to be fair because like we should like make it a job couldn't we as well yeah I we mean, could make
2: that a job you we see <laughs> we yeah no crazy. way <laughs> we're not going to do that but we'd like to you know the idea is fun to think about yeah, yeah. billy idol
0: Big influence, and then how do these two maniacs come in? You better give one of them the mic. Uh, yeah, you two hold one mic. Yeah. You, well, you like two, yeah, you guys.
1: Right. I was in a band with Phil. A um, few you... into the blues. yeah,
0: into the mic is a little better. No, it's all good. That one? No, that one. Right, okay. Well, you, you can speak into the beer bottle. That uh, <laughs> I don't know how the sound's going to be on that, but
1: um, I, I was in a band with Phil. Uh, how many years ago about? 2008
2: to 2009. Yeah,
1: for about two years, thereabouts, um, called The Jewel. And um, we did a few albums and, uh, and stuff. We did a couple of albums that we were both on. We didn't actually be called at the same
2: time. but Messy Tours. Know.
0: Oh, I can imagine with this group. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And what was, like, your yeah, musical, uh, like, influences growing up?
1: I'm a little bit like – a little bit like uh, – feel really because i you know i'm of the age that i grew up with a lot of rock bands and um you know the normal stuff like black sabbath and deep purple and that kind of thing um and i started listening to a little bit of kind of more heavier metal and then when punk came along it kind of just took me away from that bit because i think punk is a bit more musical and i like something that's got a bit of melody right You, you know what i mean um so um kind of via via metal bands I ended up um in a rock band called the bombshells with um Mrs um Mrs. Becky Bondage from uh now, now Vice Squad. I like the name. And um we uh we're in like a rock band just doing doing cover stuff, unfortunately, but uh it, it was a living, you know. And um over over the years, Becky Got asked to reform uh Vice Squad um many times and she eventually gave in and I ended up being in Vice Squad for about four years and then I went from there and I was in the UK subs for about a year and a half. Um yeah. And then I kind of I actually started out driving um the van yeah, for, you for were their a gig.
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, yeah, first?
0: right. <laughs> Well, hopefully you don't go back to driver. Do you stay with uh, well
1: actually we share the driving, he said, I am not sure about driving over here. Uh, Phil, you know, he's like a natural. It's like a fish to water, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> no, you <did. laughs>
0: and then how do how do you come into the fold?
4: Well, I was like I moved to London like a few years ago, well back into it and so sort I of meant to look for a place to like move to and then I was, and then I had my priorities was just all I could think about was just being in a band like at first and uh yeah yeah I went on join my band but my account wasn't really working so like uh, a Facebook message in the band saying oh yeah I'll, I'll play bass in it," sort of thing and uh yeah and then we just like auditioned and after that we were like cool
0: And what was the audition process? Just play a couple of your guys' songs or?
4: Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like threw me all these songs. And I was like learning it for a laptop speaker, like acoustic bass. He learned, (laughs) is it nine or seven or nine songs? Yeah, yeah, oh, something like that.
2: Things. In in like I don't matter matter of days.
3: there was another guy auditioning just before Dave, <laughs> who only learned three songs. <laughs> and when Dave came, oh, that on, was so
4: cool! We but like knew, we knew it I, was, knew. I was saying hi to everyone, and I got completely blanked by him as well. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's rude, yeah. And I realized he was another bass player.
0: <laughs> oh right, he was probably he was like, like, oh, this is my way, like talking and talking before. and
4: talking, yeah. like as you see people off kind of thing. <laughs> and I was just like. Can we go in now? Like you know, we're just, we're just like standing outside in the cold here. He didn't realise it was the last yeah. bass player
2: from the audition before, so <laughs> right. we all were a little, little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But
4: that guy, yeah, he'd learned we three
2: that. songs, and yeah. you'd learned nine. It was just like we knew it was all of us. It was he just, mentioned that that was like, the like the five moment. finger death punch. He's the and one. Was like,
0: no, how do you know? Is it a vibe? A vibe. Yeah. We, as soon
2: as he walked in the room, as soon as he started playing. We just knew... It's
3: a little bit like a relationship, like when you meet, meet someone and you have like a... falling in love. Yeah, but for, for the band, you know, what's right for the band?
2: Because
4: you have, yeah, be player, you have to be a good player, but you
3: have to be someone you're going to like as a person yeah. as well. Yeah,
4: I think that's it, isn't it? If you like get along as a band, like that's that means a lot too, to be honest.
0: What's more important, like if someone walks in and is a virtuoso on whatever their instrument is, guitar, bass, drums... Or a guy or a girl who's maybe not the greatest musician, but you know you would get along with them better.
2: Difficult one, isn't it? You want you want both, really, don't you? <laughs> or or somewhere in the middle. <laughs> if it, yeah. You give
3: it a try, and you hope that maybe you're gonna develop a chemistry, and you know what I mean, and, and and it can get better and better.
2: Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Right, you know.
1: Right, you know, you don't know if you don't just, just only give that kind of thing a go, see if it works. If you like the person, clearly not working.
2: It's all about the chemistry, isn't yeah. it has to be the right chemistry. And you, you do know, don't you? And and sometimes with bands, it's like it works for a while, and then people go off and do their things. There's there's often a time limit, as you know, for for bands. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, what are the warning signs that it's not working out?
2: Not turning up
3: yeah being late for rehearsal, for yeah. forgetting Re- there's a gig.
0: Not
2: really knowing anything yeah. about what's going on. Um, s- yeah, and oh, the delayed responses on the t- on the text as well as the, the responses to your message get more delayed, whereas they were previously responded quickly. now there's a gap of twenty four hours and that becomes forty eight hours <laughs> sure. and you, it's, it's, it's of, not rocket science. It's a lack of
3: motivation. <laughs> you you know they're not into it anymore, but it happens.
2: The rot has set in.
4: I get let off because I'm always late for things anyway in just general. <laughs> but you time were late from run. the beginning, so we, we know that.
0: Yeah, the standards <laughs> were set early with you.
4: Yeah. I keep telling no, these guys, on don't tell me on the time. Give me like a 30 minute before so I, I know I'll get there on time.
0: Yeah, um, give them an hour, yeah. If yeah, you want them so there at 10, at, yeah. tell them you want them there at 9.
4: Yeah, And then I could like build up to get there for 9, then I'll get there to 10. I'm, I'm You're like really early.
1: Always early yeah.
4: You know, well, that's, that's good. Up to
1: kind of two or three hours, so it gets silly sometimes. How am I going to lead?
0: How's that happen? Yeah, well, I didn't know how tall you guys were, so <laughs> as you can tell, guys and girl, I'm a one man operation. <laughs> uh, I tried to get a guy to bring two other mics, but you talk about not showing up he did not show up
2: Uh, oh yeah you see not just just us
0: so that's why i gave you guys the beer because i figured maybe after two you wouldn't really (laughs) realize what a pain in the ass it is passing the fucking mics around
2: i think it's and interactive i think it's a good thing
0: well it's this is like the little podcast that could it shouldn't be successful uh but it is so uh you know i've got my ipad here looking up info on you guys taking pictures trying to ask you guys a question that you'll talk a lot so it gives me time to look at things so what is the purpose of coming out to the states now me Why me? all of you (laughs) okay i see well
3: we'll, okay last time we went we we came here here in in
2: february February, march yeah yeah. and we came here just as a holiday but it, uh, it was your idea to come to la for a bit of sun and then we went to Seattle. And while we were here, we started meeting people, going to gigs, just naturally, really. It's just what we did. And then it sort of became apparent that we may be able to play over here. There may be some interest. And actually, Vicky helped us by getting us the first
0: gig. Wait, who's Vicky? I don't know who Vicky is. Vicky Hamilton. I like how she says my name. Vicky Hamilton. Vicky Hamilton. It's like a Bond girl. It's Vicky okay. Hamilton. Vicky Hamilton. How did you guys, uh, I know she probably won't like this question, but how did you guys uh, cross paths with Vicky? Uh, well, I'll tell you how.
3: It was our common friend Mark and Bish.
2: Literally, when we were here, we were like, okay, we don't know anyone. But who do we know that knows someone? So we knew someone that knew Vicky. And so we were given Vicky's contact details. I didn't really know much about Vicky. and we, We'd arranged all these kind of meets with people. <laughs> And we were on the way there, and we literally just smoked a great big fat one, and I was really st- and and now it's say, coming. Okay, and I say to you, hey, so can you tell me a little bit about Vicky because you know, so when we get to meet her, we can, you know, you know we, what we're about. And then she starts reading off this Wikipedia. She managed Guns and Roses. I was like. Sold. yeah, it's like so. Oh, okay. So I'm really high now, <laughs> and I'm going to meet the former manager of Guns N' Roses. That's actually quite cool. That's gonna that's gonna work well.
0: Now, did it turn you off at all when you uh, read she also managed Poison, which are my favorites?
2: <laughs> no, it's all good. It's it's amazing credentials to be quite honest. Oh, it really is. And I, I've read the book as well.
0: Appetite for dysfunction. Yeah,
2: I love the book, and you know we've we've met Vicky a few times now, and. It's cool, isn't it, Vicky? Yeah, and then when I went to England, we hung out at a barbecue. Yes, we did. Yes. Oh, we well, Vicky's friends. the best. Yeah, I mean, Vicky's been really cool and helped us. And, you know, when we we're over in England, we don't really know anyone. And Vicky, I mean, she's introduced us to you, you know, and got us the bar sinister. So we wouldn't have been able to do it without
0: her. <laughs> I don't know if she sh- you should thank her for that. Maybe
2: I won't later. <laughs> How about this? He's never
0: been to the UK. I've never been to the UK. Come visit. I would love to, because I feel a... Uh, you know, I used to be friends with Lemmy from Motorhead, so uh, I used to have to take him to the dentist.
2: Oh, wow. That must have been a long process. My,
0: uh, I dropped him off at 9 in the morning and picked him up at about 7 at night. And wow, uh, my dentist loved Lemmy because Lemmy had a lot of dental work. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah I bet.
0: But it was an honor to uh, know him. And so Everyone
2: that says they've Great met Lemmy, Lemmy says he was really cool and easy, you know, down to work. He was a fancy message,
1: yeah, several times. Yeah, he used to fancy Becky quite a lot.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it was just the real deal. There was no bullshit no, with actually. Lemmy. Like, you know, what you see with Lemmy is what you get. And yeah. I like that, which I don't know if you guys have well, expected.
1: Daniels in one
0: hand. Yeah, I mean, he's just yeah. uh, an honest guy, which is rare in our business of music or comedy. Yeah. So uh, the shows have been going well, though, so far. Crowds yeah, or, are done, just well,
1: on the one, the one so far.
2: Yeah. Last but, night. Yeah. but you asked us earlier, why are we here? You know, what, what you know, naturally with the history of the American rock and roll, I mean, people have been telling me for years, you've got to get to the States, you know, they love what you do. And people have been telling us that. So I
3: think people don't take you for granted so much because you come from the UK. So there's a different, you know, response.
2: The bands backstage, yes, last night, they cheered and clapped because they say here, here from the UK and they oh, literally they awesome welcomed outside. us so you know it was so touching wasn't it really nice you yeah.
3: don't get that news.
2: when we were walking around on our little mission uh, last time we visited uh, people were so helpful and you know we take a CD into what was It was a KEXP radio yeah leave it on the reception little message and then I get an email back from this this uh, we hear the song in the and car. he's playing the song on the radio it's like that's not going to happen in London for us, you know.
0: <laughs> right. Is it just, what's it like Although in it Lo- did the other day, but not oh, in the yeah, same way. I mean, London, it yeah. took
2: us eight years to get played on BBC
0: Radio.
2: Radio, yeah. We got played the other eight years. Why did it
0: take so long? I mean, There's it... so
3: many bands. It's, uh, London BBC Introducing is the hardest to get morning. on. And some bands who are from London sometimes change their location to a different city. So they get paid. So play they play have them. more chances of getting BBC Kent
2: or, or BBC or Lancaster. You know. they, you know, but we
3: always stayed on air, And then just happened to get played the other day and I was like, yeah, you know, it's good to persist. And, and So, yeah, we worked at it in London, but trying. coming over here, people seemed
2: really upbeat, didn't they? And yeah. helpful and wanting to help,
3: yeah.
2: you know? We went into the campus at uh, Chaos Australia <coughs> on Evergreen, Evergreen State. State, just walked in there, went to the radio station. We're from England, they were, showed us around, introduced us to the music producer. <laughs> We're going to do a session there when we go up to Olympia, you know, later on in this tour. But just things like that. Just, it felt like you could get on. You felt like you could... There's a positivity a that you have in America. Yeah, very upbeat. Upbeat, American positive, like, upbeat, you know, um, you can do this. Right.
0: miserable. I'm Until right. you make it, and then they want to yeah. see you fall. We're from
2: the land of rain. Yeah. You've got to remember. <laughs> oh, it's all that
3: sand.
0: Well, I think America is starving for like a a band like you guys and i'm not saying that because you guys are here it, it's like there's a lot of crap uh out there it's just uh, you know american idol winners who you know we have
3: great bands like starcrawler you know they're doing really well and i think they're really like great I mean, they're awesome. we saw them in london at uh, that garage
0: but like all we have in america are the reality shows like the voice and stuff like yeah, that
1: yeah, yeah. yeah i know yeah. we, we're fighting to it get that say, got talent yeah. and all. Those
3: things. Yeah, it's all well
0: to be fair we haven't had the mm-hmm. tv on no no you no, know so not. i never look at no. i
3: never watch those things no, never. Yeah.
0: yeah i mean i i you know you make these people stars that have two songs and then they have to go out and play for an hour and so they don't have they have to do like seven covers just to you know cover the time
4: yeah <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, yeah it's not
0: so, you know, I think America wants a band like you guys to Ooh. take over. Well, well, well we, we're really glad to
2: be here. We, just, we want to come back, and we haven't even left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, is the goal to move over here, like uh, make America your home base mm-hmm. a little bit?
3: I'd definitely like to come back here, like, every year, you know, for sure. not leaving because it's too complicated, but come back, you know, maybe two or three months in a year or something and do a we'll
2: if the opportunity presented yeah. itself to us to, to be able to come here for a length of time and play we would definitely take oh, take it.
0: Sure. Do you like it in Los Angeles or do you have a, That's a Amazing. I
2: love it. Blue love sky it. sun every day. Yeah. Big cars, sunset the strip yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sunset. yeah, pretty What's much. That to not like
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know some of the people that are roaming around on the sunset strip. <laughs> well, we we get that in London, you know. I love it. Where have you guys been to the Rainbow yet?
4: Yeah. Yeah, we oh, did. Oh, I can't yeah. believe it. I fell asleep in the car, and they all went in and had drinks and everything. <laughs>
2: That's true. He was no. the... like it was
4: a
3: jet lag yeah. thing. Uh, well,
4: yeah. I drank like eight of these. Like, like a, a fish. These, oh, like, right. like a fish. Let's face it and I was like <laughs> blacking out.
0: <laughs> I think we put more alcohol in our beer here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Really. So what you guys might like, but. <laughs> now, when's the new album come out? Let's get to the uh, promoting the shit. <laughs> We bought you a copy, actually, as a yeah, present. Right I don't know oh, if you guys do t- CDs. Oh, you got one. Well, I do. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the new album, guys.
2: It's the new album. You've got the EP there as well, which is the one before, just before. Uh, but the new album's just come out, Cargo Records, available on... Uh, I mean, can people get it on iTunes? You can get it on iTunes, Spotify, all those kind of
0: for uh, you. Wait, hold on. Get by a mite here. Come here and, and uh, you know. And so Vicky's got, Vicky, see, Vicky warms up once the podcast gets going. Now I'm probably not even needed.
1: She hasn't been drinking, promise. Uh,
4: so Monday
3: I went out with um, Lawrence Bell from Domino Records and I was talking about you guys and I said, yeah, they're on cargo over there. And he said, are they on cargo
0: in the U.S. too?
2: Do you know what? I don't we think are. we are. I mean, Cargo are distributing the album, and I believe, UK and Europe. Uh, but I don't think there's any American physical. Yeah, because
3: I know there's a Cargo physical. in America as well, but we've got nothing to do with them. It's all right,
2: UK. Yeah, no, we don't have anything going on in America.
0: No. You will soon.
2: We would like to. <laughs>
0: Now what was the recording process like? I mean you guys seem like you get along very I can just pick up on the energies in <laughs> just here. As well,
2: just as well cramped into that Airbnb <laughs> with All one right. spoon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very true.
0: But like I know how hard it is uh recording, uh, you know, like that's what I think makes Slash's solo band so great, is that they I've never been around people who love each other like those guys do. Like yeah. there's no drama, there's no they just get along, and I get that same vibe from you guys. So was the recording process uh, relatively easy?
2: Uh, yeah, we were pretty efficient with it. Um, we found a studio. We were kind of looking around, and um, we stumbled across this one. Word of mouth, a friend of mine had recommended it. And at the time, Nina and I had been reading the uh, Alan McGee's book. He, he's the guy behind Creation Records, Oasis, and all that. So we'd been reading his book and listening to the music from that period looking for a studio. So we go in this one studio and there's a guy called Brian O'Shaughnessy there, older guy. He's been there since the 80s. And um, so we got talking. It felt right. It felt good. And then Nina spots this gold record on the wall. What's this? Primal Screen. Their first uh, big hit, Loaded, was recorded right there. Alan McGee was there creation records did a lot of stuff there so that was a coincidence so that was the moment we thought this is where we need to be recording right, right. this is you know <laughs> and so we started work with him and it was really easy he's really uh oh, yeah. he's had he's been in that studio since the 80s so he knows his equipment he's got this old desk and a digital thing for the 90s and just works on that knows his stuff so that was really easy and uh we just we just plugged away until it was finished didn't we yeah
3: I mean, the mixing, the mastering thing is what kind of...
2: We had to go back and remix it and remaster it, but we did do that. We went to someone else to master it, Mm -hmm. uh, Pete Maha, and he did a really great job. So, yeah, in the end, we got what we wanted. It
3: took
2: a
0: long time, but... When you say long time, how long? From writing to finished product?
2: Uh, Just the actual recording probably took... Yeah. No, it took about... 10 to 15 days worth of record 15 days 15 days in the studio i think to do it record it mix it i mean over a period of months this happened maybe even a year but the actual time in the studio was was only about i didn't count to be quite honest but i'm guessing 15 days
3: I think the mixing took longer
2: than the maybe another
0: maybe it was 20 days times a blur after a few IPAs (laughs) (laughs) and what what was the writing process like do you guys get together in a room or is it
2: well on this album there's there's a variety of things there's I mean for example Dave came up with one of the songs called Theft and he just he brought a song to the band and uh we on
4: the first, this first album i played on as well actually so yeah had to write a song as well <laughs> it's an
2: awesome song it's called theft on the album so that's courtesy of dave uh the rest of the songs i mean
3: we, we do it sometimes you and i sit down in a room you take the acoustic guitar or the electric guitar and then you just plug away and we we you know write songs together or sometimes we write it as a band we jam in in the studio and something comes and we record it on the phone and
2: song like some kind of girl for example is more of a band thing we all kind of got in and just did that others yeah like
4: random chords and then that that chorus where it goes that change we're like we were just going to make it in with all the notes but then we just thought no let's just add that chord there don't we
2: keep it simple but and then other songs we've you know written before and we maybe just record it on our phones and yeah. to be quite honest i forget about it nina comes up to me and she says there's this thing here we did like two years ago we haven't like we've forgotten about and you know some of those songs like runaway devil on yeah. our last album is yeah. one of those songs that had been on the phone you know i don't know was one of many ideas and she says yeah, we we'll do this and we did it and that was one of the strongest songs on the last album so you never know what's on that phone <laughs>
0: Oh, I would love to see that falling. <laughs> now, what about the drummer? What, what goes? I mean, do you get to write a song?
2: Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. you've got by the yeah, album there. I'd,
0: um, fair handing that, I think.
2: That well, that song really came about as a live situation where we had a bassist standing in and pumpy was standing in on drums so we didn't really know that many songs (laughs) and we had to play this gig in blackpool and uh, they wanted more songs so it's like okay we're going to make something up it's going to be these two songs and we're just going to see what happens we do that sometimes we have songs that are on the album that come about from little moments where literally we don't know any more songs and we've got to play something so we just make it up and that's that's, that's sounds which that sounds like sticks song. and turns into a song, yeah. which is so yeah. it's, it's it's why it sounds quite so spontaneous. I yeah. mean, particularly Nina's vocal in the breakdown. This is the song No Control. She did that. It was a complete spont- spontaneous rap, and I I love
0: that bit of the I mean, song. It's
3: a bit more. I like to think of it like Patti Smith type of rap, though, kind of telling a story and sure. you know like that.
0: Oh, she's great.
3: I love Patti Smith, I and mean, she's.
0: Do you uh, gravitate towards female singers as influences?
3: Not really, you know, because I'm a big fan of Kirk Cobain, Jim Morrison, uh, people like that, uh, John Lydon, in terms of singing. But I don't really like that many female artists, but Pat Smith, maybe Blondie, a bit of Courtney Love, I guess, uh, Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. But yeah, just, I don't know, I've, I've been more influenced by a male singer. I'd, right. I'd say you know, even though I like female singers, it's, it's been more like yeah, Ben definitely. I mean, all-time hero. Yeah.
0: And what what about like, do you like being compared to, you know, people from the UK, and or do you like American influences, or are you all across the board?
3: Well, I think I mean, most of I my... don't think
1: I've ever heard anybody compare us to anybody.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they really. said Trans mm. Transvision Vamp and. Um, oh, Londy
2: and comes up. Blondie oh.
3: comes up definitely, and um, um, uh,
2: Okay.
3: Elastica. Oh, we have like a few.
2: I think if you listen to our songs, there's lots. There are a lot of influences, and you can hear certain influences for certain bands in certain songs. I mean, so.
3: But definitely Nirvana grunge. I mean, you know, that's to me that's.
1: I uh, think it's like on our circuit though, I don't think I mean most of the bands we know are quite individual. You know, within our kind of circuit.
0: So I mean, is it conscious know. to not try and sound like Nirvana too much? I mean you want to sound like your own thing.
2: We don't really try and sound like anything. We just no. it just happens. Yeah,
3: like think, we we do this I I we do this it. cover called D seven, which is a song by the wipers and Nirvana used to cover that as well, so we covered it and to be honest. We kind of wrote a song from that at the end, didn't
2: we? And, and so-, so we played the song, and then we used to, and the ending developed live, uh, but we'd recorded the song before we developed the ending. So the, the the actual song is on the third album, and the ending is on the fourth album, because we, we were sorry we didn't do it on the first the <laughs> album before, and it's called part two. <laughs> And we've done that twice for songs. 7
3: yeah. So I like the fact they inspired us to do this.
2: It starts yeah. as one thing, it ends up as another. Yeah. Right. It's like so. the end of
3: Tourette's. We do cover.
2: Yeah, Tourette's. we cover Tourette's and Nirvana, And then we've got this whole ending, which has yeah, nothing, nothing to, do to do with it. Too. But yeah. you couldn't have the ending without the beginning. You need to have the Tourette's song, which is only about two minutes long. And then we go off in this psychedelic tangent, which I really love playing. And I hope we can do that actually. Oh, yeah. Maybe tonight. Um, Will the goths like I, it? I think they know. probably would actually know that. Just the ending. Just see, but we can't do the ending without the beginning. You see, this is a dilemma. <laughs> I think we
1: should try it,
2: but... Yeah, I mean, they can only
1: boo us off, can
0: they? Yeah, they're not going to boo you guys <laughs> off. You got to be really bad in LA to get booed no. off. <laughs> I mean, most of the bands I like get booed off, but like. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Normally, like when we make a mistake, though, it's more of a. Uh that thing like people were like
0: cool they just made mistakes well, it's, yeah. it's, that's the punk it's part of like, like i like mistakes hopefully it's not <laughs> that
1: obvious most of the time
0: now what do you like doing better recording or playing live, yeah,
1: playing, yeah,
4: live. playing live
0: like, well, yeah like when you what bands did you guys see when you were uh, growing up live that you're like wow i want to do this acdc
1: uh motorhead black sabbath
0: Siff
2: Little Fingers. You know them? Irish uh, band.
0: I've heard of them. Yeah. I've never great seen punk them. punk band. I'm stuck in the 80s. <laughs> that's all right. You should actually
2: still... Actually, the Rosillos are a great band. You know them? We just fagged them. We, we supported them in... in. Uh...
0: I like the T-shirt.
2: That You should check the band out. The Rosillos. Really are good. Really cool. British definitely, band. Definitely. From the 70s,
0: really. Uh, well, I mean, I like uh, bands who... Uh, guys who look like girls and, you know, they can't play their instruments that well. But, like, <laughs> it's about the show, you know. Yeah, the- yeah. Absolutely they're almost too good for me i like uh i like like a rat no bands that probably make vicky want to crawl into a hole but (laughs) kiss in the 80s you know i mean it's oh i love alice cooper like uh but i like alice cooper in the mid 80s when he was like trying to sell out sound like bon jovi and you know you know Bon Jovi, too, That's, that probably mortifies you guys. Uh, actually, I saw them once, um, Milton Keynes Bowl,
2: and I've never been a fan, but I was given a ticket, and the Manic Street Preachers were supporting, so I wanted to see them. And Billy Idol was supporting, oh, I love him, right? Man. And uh, so Bon Jovi came on, and like I said, I wasn't really into their music, but I gotta say, they had their drummer,
0: uh, Tico which, Torres.
2: Uh, he, and I don't know, it sounded to me like he had this whole thing going, maybe with loops going with it as well because it was the 90s, but it was phenomenal. And they did the, the songs live, even in that kind of stadium. You couldn't help but, I mean, that, they were amazing. I mean, I've not got any of their albums, but respect. You know?
0: I'll, let you, I'll, borrow, I'll let you borrow I'll oh, yeah. so. let
2: <laughs> You can hear it enough in the car. We, we've been having like radio and in the car, classic <laughs> Tom rock. Tom Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty played a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, at the feeling of the American bands. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: And it's around the year he, uh, it's been around a year. I think he, you know. Like, do you guys like American artists like that? Like, even though it's not necessarily the, the type of music.
2: I bought Tom Petty's album when we kept, because we had it on the car when we were here last time so often. And it was like driving on the freeway on the open road and then Tom Petty comes on, it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. It kind of Yeah, he tried sense. to do that on the M1 in England. The, yeah, than England. So I, go, I, I bought... One of his albums <laughs> from when I got back, and uh, but we love American uh, grunge and rock oh, bands. And yeah. Dave, in fact, Dave is the source of our most recent music discoveries, and I'm going to pass you to Dave to tell. He can tell you about.
0: Him. Yeah, come on, Dave. Your Don't be shy, Dave. Yeah, Just blast into uh, the, the mic. It's a
4: lot like uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I used to listen to like Nirvana like all the time, and then Soundgarden, and before. And then like I, cause I was really looking for music that I can like that's sort of going now. Inspiring. So. And then uh, when I was playing like GTA, I saw a uh, bass drum of death playing on the radio on the game. And I thought, this is awesome. Like, and then I got in like listening to that sort of scene and then I discovered like Ty Siegel and then discovered like the OCs and the, the sound is sort of like the crazy trippy delay sort of while it's fast playing, like music just was like something i never heard before kind of thing and like yeah and that's why it's uh one i guess as well
0: because it this seems like a very eclectic band in terms of uh the influences which
4: yeah. i found out they were, like they're all mostly from like los angeles as well or australia and i thought this is like the best music ever i wish... And then when we've been out in, in-, in America as well, like there's been loads of bands that kind of sound like that too. And, and that's why I know this is like the place to be.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean it, America loves its hard rock and, and yeah. punk and uh, it needs a, a band like the Healthy Junkies to like give the ears yeah. a kick in the ass. <laughs> so when's the album come out? Or can Should we say album, that? Right, officially, yeah. yeah oh so
4: okay um yeah we released did like this album launch party on the 12th of october and we just like smashed out like pretty much most of the out al- yeah pretty much all the album didn't we i think so. sort of thing yeah and that was um that was a really cool party actually where was the party it was at the unicorn in uh camden it's in london big uh, up the unicorn yeah <laughs>
0: Now, how many new songs do you play in the uh live shows? Well, I mean, how do you pick off... out the set it, like
2: it, it was uh it was our first gig last night, so we 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 played a mixture we played some new ones, didn't we, we did forty five minutes, minutes, minutes set, set. i mean we've we've got ready a, how many songs off the album have we got ready like about eight? um I think there was eight it's fifteen on the album. Yeah. I think we probably know. There, well, eight of
1: of the, um, Six or eight I think. Eight that we
2: know We can play together A couple we
1: can scrape by And we do a
3: mix With the other songs Yeah a
2: mix of some Of the other songs From the other albums Because yeah. we got three albums Up before and this some
3: covers When people are getting bored no, Yeah hopefully
0: not. What covers do you do? Um,
3: uh, we do uh, Boots These uh, Boots are made, boots are made for, walking. for walking
0: Nancy Sinatra Yeah, yeah.
3: And what we do uh, We this, mentioned the D7, well, D7 one, one. Tourette And um, 20th Century
2: Boy Oh wow that. Yeah. yeah Mark Bowen uh, t pull that one out of the bag if necessary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you, uh, because of your love of David Bowie, uh, do, do you see a, maybe a Bowie cover in the future?
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, well, so well, it's, a it's a thought, right? though.
0: Rebel, Rebel Rebel was
2: the first single I ever bought. Mm-hmm. That is such a cool guitar riff. You know what? I think David Bowie played that guitar <laughs> himself because it's on Diamond <laughs> Dogs. And I was kind of trying to find out who the guitarist who played the guitarist on that song, Rebel Rebel. And I think it might have been him. I mean, if anyone could Wasn't
0: Ronson? That,
2: I don't think it was, but I'm going to have to check um, on that.
0: Yeah, well, okay, but next time you guys come on when the album's like triple platinum or I don't even know how they uh, measure... Uh, triple downloads or, uh, I mean, do people buy CDs anymore in in the UK? Uh,
1: Only from second-hand shops, definitely.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
0: Yeah. they do, actually. No, people do because
2: on the punk circuit where we play a lot of our gigs, um, it's actually an older audience and they still buy CDs Mm -hmm. and T-shirts. To
1: be honest, if we put stuff out on vinyl, they would buy the vinyl because a lot of these people are still very, very old school.
0: Very old school. Uh, do you like? I prefer getting a CD like this. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't like going on. It's got, got
1: a like, good collection the over there. Yeah. Like too, the, the whole all thing with getting an album back in the day was you've got this fabulous bit of artwork. Yeah. You know, and you had this gatefold, hopefully, like a gatefold sleeve so with a big picture in it. You'd have a biography of all the bands, you, you know, and that was the big thing about. And when you have to condense it into something like that,
0: it doesn't
2: quite be do inside me. out if
1: you
0: can open it. I will. I mean, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cut off the Instagram live feed so I can open up the CD. So guys, uh for in- you Instagrammers out here, uh Bar Sinister tonight, the healthy junkies are in the house. See, you there. See you there. and I'm gonna show you their tour dates right here at Lestats tomorrow night. That's right. Which was the first big uh show I ever played at was at Lestats. And then they go on to uh, Washington. So if you, uh, I have a sister in Washington. Maybe I'll talk her into getting a babysitter. You you guys might be a little too hardcore for her, but uh, (laughs) she looks like Glenn Campbell and stuff. But uh, you guys have a tour that goes till November 3rd. And then uh, what happens after November 3rd? You maybe hit the UK or?
2: We go back home and we got uh, a a gig. We, We host a monthly night talked about the, where our launch party was oh, at, the a place called The Unicorn in Camden. We've been hosting a monthly night there for six and a half years. That's like our little, that's our base. So we play every month. That's it. And that's where we the scene has kind of built up around that, hasn't it? Band's coming there. There's, there's a little bit of a scene. There. Um, yeah. it's so we're very heartening to see, you know, some,
1: uh, most, let's say, most of the nights that have been held there, you know, how many
2: people actually turn up. Place, place is usually absolutely packed. It's a really cool place. It's a bit like, I mean, to me, it's like the CBGBs of the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah kind, kind feels of. feels like yeah. that. Yeah. Or a
0: whiskey you know? or something like that, you know. And is this where you, don't you guys bring over someone uh, yeah. who's not, uh, who's a non-UK um, band? like?
2: Yeah, we always have a band from out of town. We've had we, bands from Europe. So like gig yeah, swaps. American. Well, right. band swaps. Um, yeah.
1: really. Oh, sure. Sort of but we do that um, in yeah. England as well. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We have a friend, uh, Steve Isles, who books bands with Nina, and between the two of them, they get bands from up north to come down and play in London,
2: and then hopefully it's reciprocated. Right, right. There's American bands that's been speaking just from last night, and even online that want to come over, talking to us about coming over as well. So we're trying to, we want to get that going. You know, you come to us, we come to you. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we're working on. There's a lot of interest for bands coming over, isn't there? And you know, they, they could play yeah. at this gig that we run, you Get know. So.
3: The underground scene to connect, you know, yeah. everywhere and make, makes it stronger than
2: and yeah, if everyone helps everyone it. out. Yeah. There's a scene at this this monthly night where people come anyway. They know it's gonna be a, there's gonna be great bands. There's different bands every time, except us, of course. Um, but <laughs> people still always come out every every month, it's busy. We did a festival as well, uh three year, day. Yeah. Three day and last year, so three three nights in a row, three days. And all trying patch. to get all the bands who play together in you know in one three day thing. That was great, wasn't it? That was a lot of work, and, yeah. but it was yeah. it was great.
0: Yeah, describe that because I know when you try and get a bunch of comics to do something together, it's a real clusterfuck. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I can imagine with bands it's harder because with me it's just one person. I maybe Vicky's a comic and we can work together, but with four. Four bands, that's 20 different personalities, and is it uh, relatively easy to...
2: It's it's easier in one way because there's usually a connection between the bands. So right. it's not like they're all bands who don't know each other. We all know each other. Somehow there's connections. Not
3: personally, but we're kind of part True. of the same scene yeah. in a way, you know. So
2: everyone helps everyone else out. They might share equipment. They're not going to overrun to the next band. A bit I mean, there's always going to be one or two.
1: There's always one or two. It's, you know, it's know. quite self-organized, really. Right. Everybody knows when to go and when to come off. Yeah, you set your stuff up. You go on. over and all that and it never seems to be an issue no one really takes the mickey time-wise or goes over too long in, on the set or anything like that you know they're all quite aware if they do that it knocks onto the next band and the next band has to lose five minutes off the set you have to oh, be really
2: organized to get five or six bands on in a night to do that in, in the limited time so yeah it's there's a schedule and you have to be quite strict yeah, with it using
3: the same drums yeah makes it
2: so it works
0: and what's next for you guys after the West Coast tour ends?
2: So when we go back to London, we play our monthly night. East
0: and Coast we, next year. What
2: do we do? Uh, <laughs> have we got some some other dates? European, European dates, yeah. Germany. Oh France. wow! Yeah, yeah. In end of November, December. Scottish tour in April next year. Scottish four tour. dates in, in Scotland. Four dates in Scotland. <laughs> as per Nina's request.
3: We've just been to Ireland, actually.
2: We've just been to Ireland.
0: And how how are those? I mean, do you find each country is the, like the... Which crowds do you like? Like, Do you like American crowds? Do you like... I, love I think people. American-wise. It's a bit early to say, crazy. but...
3: Normally, I, mean- yeah, I never like to speak on the mic to the audience because I'm dead shy. But with, last night, I just did. I went for it because people are really responsive and stuff, and it really put me at ease, and I found them really like...
2: Yeah, it was great. I think it was that, that's fun, You know, it was great. That's the yeah.
1: similarity between that kind of atmosphere and the one that is tried to be created at the Unicorn. I think it's that's what you get. Yeah. That that's the, the element that we've got. the only
3: place in London where you get that. Yeah.
0: Well, I think American crowds. We, we like to be entertained. So, like, uh, like I like it when. I would see Van Halen and David Lee Roth would do stupid jokes and (laughs) I mean his jokes were horrible. Uh, (laughs) Dad jokes. (laughs) I mean he was doing some pretty wacky jokes to Eddie Van Halen's son that like you know he's twenty years old. I I don't know if the kid was ready to hear. sexual type jokes <laughs> in front of uh, twenty thousand people uh but yeah i think uh that like the european crowds like it when you just play the songs and like do they like when the singer or the whoever engages with them
1: yeah i mean they, they
0: do, do like, yeah, they like they interaction do,
2: yeah. and uh, in france we try and
3: britain especially Brittany yeah.
2: in France, yeah. the northern part of france but
3: britain is not really like the rest of france it's a bit like ireland or or wales or scotland in the uk it's-
2: There's a whole Celtic mixture of people in Brittany. I don't know if you know, but they they want to be independent. They've got their own dialect, and they don't consider themselves French. Uh, A bit like the Basque. um, uh, Yeah, a lot of Irish and Welsh influence there. And it's really cool doing gigs there, isn't it? Yeah, one of
3: my favorite places
0: as well. And the food. Oh, Oh, the food. (laughs) Again. (laughs) I'm going to guess who likes the food the most.
4: Dave, actually. (laughs)
0: How are you so skinny, Dave?
4: Uh, I do lots of bike riding. I guess. But yeah, food's just the best thing in the world. It's just so nice to look at. (laughs) Oh, man, just thinking about it now makes me hungry. And like the portions I'm getting here are just like huge as well. Yes. Yes. Where's my fork? Like, yeah.
0: We don't even use your fork; just use your hands. It's America. Just right. as
2: well in our Airbnb, that one spoon.
1: First day we were here, we went to the um, uh, the restaurant that's in the train um, carriage. Oh, carnies! Yeah, yeah. Something that I remember from when I came here the first time, um, and I just already really wanted the guys to kind of experience that, and we got in there. And, I think it kind of proved to be quite
0: successful, didn't it? It was delicious. It was definitely a. The chili, uh, the carnies.
2: I saw the chili, so we didn't have the chili, but it looked great.
0: (laughs) Well, it it does have side effects. That's what I thought. First uh, time, you know. If you have a gig an hour later, I would not eat the (laughs) chili, the carneys. Now. Great place, really
1: good. Just so unique in terms of, well, in terms of what we get in England. I don't know if there's any. Shepherd's
0: Pie.
4: no, Fish and, is and chips.
0: An for our vegan too, which is Wait, who's vegan? Uh, well,
2: he's not with us now because unfortunately he missed the ride on the way here because he went to the shop and had to make a sandwich. <laughs> and, <laughs> he's and so I, when I went to pick him up and we had a schedule and so uh, it worked out well though, because he wouldn't have been able to fit in the car anyway, sure. but he's, he's called Stevie and he's with us. Um, what does Stevie he's, do? Stevie is
0: he's filming is,
1: some of our um, ex, uh, uh,
0: Exploits He's, Exploits. he's, he's helping that us with the word. equipment as well <laughs> <Thank> helping, <you.
2: laughs> He does a bit of the merch Helps you with the equipment Yeah, And he's got his own project going on as well He's filming some stuff For some songs he wrote Years ago For a relationship he had with someone in LA And London Whoa. So he's kind of come over
0: It's all a little to bit too that. intense for me Help us and do his own thing He's like the unofficial fifth member
2: Well, he does come. You see, when we travel around in the van, around the UK and we're in Europe, we do often have people come with us. An entourage. We have an entourage (laughs) come with us. And and we have filmed this and we make tour diaries. There's actually one for the tour uh, we did in Germany last year. We've just released as a DVD. Yeah. And it's basically behind the scenes stuff. Dave going crazy, throwing baguettes at the French, whatever, stuff like that. Um,
0: <laughs> like you do. <laughs> like I, I can see do. Dave's a bit of a wild card. Like Dave is so good on these yes. tour diaries. The quiet ones <laughs> are always the most dangerous ones. <laughs> oh, I can see he's very mischievous.
1: Yeah, he definitely
0: is that now I, I, I could tell after the concert he's really like now is everyone uh, single in the band or or what what's the uh status uh, well, yeah i mean i mean I, i'm not asking with who i'm just uh, we're going to you know i've got to i've got to say
2: Talking about wild and last night and Dave, <laughs> we nearly lost Dave to an American girl last night. Oh, you almost Dave, had a green
0: put, card. Put the mic in front of Dave for this one. What do you mean? No, you seem like you're hiding something, Dave. <laughs> Dave,
1: you're All that right. close. You nearly had a card. Well, no,
0: we don't need details. But it. so you're single. Yeah. Do you? Uh, do you? The in the pants. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. So you get everything.
4: Yeah, I guess if it's. Yeah, I guess if it's like that. Certainly
0: I'm did gonna... last night. Oh, good for you. Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the fruits of uh, being in actually, a... Success. Actually,
2: Stevie, Enjoy who's not here, is single as well.
0: <laughs> well. Steve is like a mythical figure. Now I want to really meet this yeah. fucking guy. Will he be there tonight?
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, he's, right.
0: fil- he's filming... Well, I bet he is. <laughs> what is he filming is a question. Uh, and you, yeah. are, you, uh, you are taken? Uh, with... I'm taken, yeah. I've got a girlfriend, um, Natasha. And uh, is it tough uh, touring with the um, – she's, she's in the UK, I presume?
1: Started, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's sort of used to it because I, I actually met her when uh, I was on tour with the band that I mentioned earlier, the Jewel, when I was in a band with Phil, and we went on – I'm not the sure Sham 69 say Sham tour. 69 tour. Not, not the real Sham 69, though.
0: No. I mean, I've I heard of 69, think. but or I haven't heard been. of that band.
1: <laughs> there was one of the
2: real Sham 69. I
1: like well, the name. Dave yeah, yeah. was in the well, band. No,
2: they, yeah, yeah, they, in, at that particular time. Jimmy was having a break, wasn't he? The singer yeah. was having a break. They got a different singer in
0: for a while. Well, when you say the singer's having a break, what does that mean?
2: We don't really actually know the details, unless I don't. No. all I, I know that... I think I might know but it might be Libra so
1: uh, Probably not
0: Okay well anything. we'll just uh, we'll just leave it as having a break. <laughs> yeah.
2: So they got a different singer in and, and they did the tour first tour they did and we were the support band. So UK tour a lot of the people were turning up expecting to see Jimmy Percy singer Jimmy Percy legendary lead singer of this band and they got there and he wasn't there. But so you know, Ian took a lot of flack for. that. Yeah. And then and then what happened is Jimmy Percy came back to the band, so the original members decided they to. They actually reform. reformed as the original but, Sham sixty nine. But the singer who'd taken over, he he carried on. So there was like two Sham sixty nines. The one with the original members and one with a member from Possible well,
1: they've got they've got a tenuous link now with uh, Ian, who's the drummer.
2: Ian was in, drumming with in them for Tim's twenty years or one. so, so there is a link. He played. Yeah, them. yeah. yeah. two well, bands with the same name anyway, and we supported one. So it's a whole big thing.
0: <laughs> well, I try and uh, squeeze in the band Rat into every podcast. <laughs> and uh, last year you had two rats touring, which most people probably didn't want. One rat touring, but uh, there was a, the drummer went off on his own and. Did his thing and uh, he called it the uh, Bobby Blotzer's Rat Experience.
2: Okay, <laughs> there uh, are stories of this happening with bands. Yes, yeah. uh, the drummer from Thin Lizzy, I think, is playing at the moment or has been playing, playing I all the songs and playing all the Thin Lizzy songs. But he's the only original member. Yeah, yeah. But you do hear a lot of that now with. Certain band even, members have died. Certain members of different. I
1: even though it's uh, John Coughlin from yeah, um, did other Status Quo, is, is actually doing John Coughlin's Status Quo. Yeah, if you're interested. But like in I'm Nirvana's case,
0: in quo, but you know, I would, you know, they could get someone to play Kurt Cobain's parts. I mean, he's dead. What are you going to do? It's going to be tough to get for the reunion.
2: Who Depends did they get? They did a reunion.
0: They got someone in. They did something. Uh,
4: but I, was it? it was with like uh Dave Grohl, Pat Smear, and I think uh the guitarist from Free Fighters, I know his name though.
0: Well, they did something uh, I think last weekend. Uh, Dave Grohl had a I Cal Jam, a sink. Like a and uh, they did some Nirvana songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, uh,
4: no, I've we've never spoken about it at all, and this has been happening like it was like.
0: Now is as
2: good a time as any. We can discuss this now.
0: Yeah, all right. Let's get through uh, when you guys break up due to making millions. uh, Who gets to (laughs) keep the band rights? And uh, we'll just cover this now. (laughs) I say give it to Dave. <laughs> Get him a girlfriend and keep him out of the publishing. Just just kidding. So where can people buy, like, uh, maybe, this might be a question better suited for Vicky, but I like you guys so much. Where can people, when they hear this podcast, and this will be out before you guys hit the stage tonight.
1: We yeah, have actually got a barcode, so it's kind of,
0: like, it's legit. Like, uh, (laughs) where can people buy the CD? Where can, but you mentioned merchandise, t shirts, and they
2: can buy it online. I don't think you you can get it on Amazon American, but you can get it on our website uh, through there's a shop on our website, which is www.healthyjunkies.co.uk. Go on that website, you can buy any of our merch or CDs. So,
0: and any final words for the American fans? Or any fans? (laughs) This is a worldwide product. Number one in Australia right now. How that happened, I have no idea. (laughs) where are you from, Dave? Maybe I'll be number one now that you uh, get any of the wiser. I'm from from London. From Mars, right? He's from uh, yeah. a planet with a lot of women on it. I can tell. This guy's like the... Penis, isn't it? Penis. Right. Penis. Don't say that. Oh, I didn't say that. He's like the Tommy Lee of this band, even though he plays bass. I could tell. The quiet ones are always the ones with the... The, the, the. really the, have to watch. Yes. So, uh, guys and girl, got to be careful in this era. <laughs> Gotta conclude. Everybody. I don't want to say guys, and, and you know, but in West Hollywood, who knows what's oh, going on? PC. That's I know it's PC. PC my ass. Awesome. I meet a girl now. I like give him a handshake. I stay eight inches at all times from them. Uh, it's it's a, the PC movement in the UK as yeah, well. Oh, massive! We With, call it the
2: nanny state. Very upsetting. But Can't like, say anything anymore? Can't make a joke anymore. Otherwise, you're going to get pulled up by someone. Things get misconstrued, misinterpreted. Don't start us on this.
0: (laughs) No, no, I want it to be a good way to end. (laughs) Don't start (laughs) Because I know in America, uh, at least uh, in the comedy world, uh, you could do a joke about... uh, Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, for example, uh, you know, who used to be Bruce Jenner. And, uh, you know, uh, people might uh, call you uh, homophobic or uh, transgender phobic. Uh, You you know, there's certainly I made a joke the other night about Freddie Mercury because that movie is coming out. And I I love Queen. Like, it's just a stupid joke. And people are like, what are you talking about Freddie Mercury like that? Uh, I mean, it was a raunchy joke, to be honest with you. But. I, I just I said, is,
1: would he would he have appreciated it?
0: Uh, well, you know, I just said what he had in my mind—the greatest voice of all time. So I I, I said of any uh, musical genre, and I just said whatever he was swallowing. I, <laughs> most singers should. <laughs> See, that's funny. I mean, it's not like the greatest joke of all time. It's <laughs> and I said my favorite metal singer. Uh, Outside of Stephen Pearcy, of course, is Rob Halford. I, I mean, I'm sensing a pattern here, <laughs> and George Michael. I mean, so. But is it the same when you're writing songs? Like, if you have a song that's like, uh, I, I guess, aggressive or the tone? Do we you
2: do actually yeah. look at the lyrics and look at them and and and, and sort of to determine whether there's anything particularly that could be misconstrued, but I don't think we really change anything, do we? No. We say what we want to say and we say hey, how it is for us. Well, I think the difficult thing with no control was actually trying to be angry when
1: you weren't actually angry and we had to sort of like work ourselves up to be sufficiently looking like we were angry enough to be doing what we were supposed to be doing.
2: I think it's harder, it's, going to be harder for comedians because you're making jokes, so... And, you know, the idea of ridicule or or people, people are so oversensitive nowadays. That's the problem. And with all their voices on social media, everyone's got their opinions. Of course, we've all got our opinions. That's great. But, you know, it just just gets too much. You should watch that
1: series, I'm Dying Here. It's absolutely
2: brilliant. Yeah, I'm Dying. I was in it. Oh no! <laughs> Keep making the jokes, great. Keep your sense of, humor. of course, it was cancelled. Don't take yourself mate, too seriously, and you'll be all right. Why? You know? That's why I wouldn't.
0: Well, know. that's why I like that's music crazy. so much. Is like, uh, it's a good. I don't have to worry about. You know, I don't think anything should be censored. Like, you know, and you know, it's it's just this whole world now is. You know, that's why I like a band like Motorhead. Like they just didn't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> you know, Lemmy was like the epitome of like. I'm gonna sing like this. I'm gonna write these simple songs. I'm yeah. gonna growl, and I really didn't give a shit. Yeah. So, and I get I get that vibe from you guys and girl. <laughs> people I'm who
2: sorry. know us, they know that we, you know, we're genuine people, and you know, we sing our songs. We, we say say what we mean. No room for pre But at the same time, we
3: don't we do what we want to do. Like
2: something we can mention? Oh
4: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> we do exactly what we want to do, and
3: regardless of you know what people might think. It's
2: too many. God, you'd be worrying all exactly. the time. You know, I can't do this. Okay. I can't do that. I can't say this. I can't say that. You know? Well, actually, you can.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it just has to be worded correctly. Otherwise just you're
2: just disable well, your yeah. Facebook account as soon as you've said it.
0: Oh, I don't even go online. Look at uh, reviews. Do you guys look at reviews? Like, I don't myself.
2: Well, we 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 have looked at the reviews that we've had for our album recently.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, what do, do you like and what what did you find? Did good reviews, bad reviews?
2: No, they were, actually, they've all been really good, haven't they? Yeah. For the album, yeah,
0: like been,
4: yeah,
2: yeah,
4: So that's good
0: because I know when it there's completely
4: think, slated, yeah, our, our, our life has
1: been you <laughs> say, pretty good. We've had good write ups for uh, Rebellion, which is a really massive punk festival they held every year, um, used, uh, in um, in Blackpool, and um did you yeah. get a review for that i think so i'm pretty sure <laughs> you I better
0: thought. read it then. i didn't know that
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it's on my phone somewhere I'm sure it's, yeah.
0: well guys and girl i mean you gotta, Be careful how nervous i am <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. It's girls in here, but she's uh, she's a shadowy figure in this interview. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough uh, tonight. Welcome. Bar sinister tomorrow night. The stats. Then you hit up to uh, the northwest for gigs. Uh, everyone, please buy the new album. The healthy junkies are yeah, like pleasure. what this country needs. This is the part where we plug like your Twitter and Instagram. And I'm sure Dave's on Twitter. I could just. <laughs> you, you can only plug the clean sites there. So.
4: Surprisingly, like. Um, are you not? No, surprisingly. I, I keep meaning to get
0: one. How about Instagram? Yeah. yeah I, I give us I'm your sure. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But spell it. My fans, you got to really, like, say it clearly for my fans or they'll follow someone else.
4: <laughs> Go follow healthy junkies.
0: Oh, that's it. Oh, that is. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, oh, I think it's. it's, uh, it's uh, Instagram.com. No, it's look, It's healthy with
3: Underscore,
2: <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, underscore junk. Yeah. Healthy underscore junkies. junkies. Even if you type
0: it in. You, you know, don't let me look that up so we don't give out the wrong uh, Instagram. <laughs> we don't want to give. Uh, well,
2: there is a health food shop in Los Angeles
0: who did actually steal yeah, our yeah, name. We don't want to give a healthy junkie a plague. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think so. <laughs>
0: So uh what do you have an individual Instagram you want to plug, my man? No. Oh just I don't do, I don't do that. good for you. Stay off of it. It's, <laughs> it's the devil's work. junkies. Okay, so on Instagram, guys, healthy underscore junkies, you can get all the uh, relevant info. Go on uh, healthyjunkies.co. healthy dot co dot uk or is it dot co dot uk okay uh for t shirts, cds uh you know uh, underwear uh dave's underwear from last night if you you like the smell of american women uh that's uh gonna be on there And uh, bar sinister tonight, girls. Uh, Dave is ready. I can tell he's wants to he shoot full ready. He Dave full wants ready. to shoot off of this couch like a rocket right now. Uh, but the, uh, and Twitter is just uh, healthy junkies. Uh, thank you, uh, guys, and Nina. Uh, Thanks for having you us guys now. are. Oh, please, uh, and uh, you guys know the drill. Listen to Healthy Junkies. Leave a review on Inappropriate Earl for, uh, on SoundCloud and iTunes. And uh, thanks to my bands this week, The Conspirators, Healthy Junkies. See, I get non-comics on every now and then. And uh, I'll be at Bar Sinister tonight around 11 p.m. Uh, 11 p.m. Got it. And then tomorrow night, for you San Diego people, the stats, it's a great place to see a show. And uh, for you, uh, Northwest... Damien Sage. Damien Sage. I mean, you get... Uh, and then there's another band...
2: Uh, exs exs local band local san diego band who yeah.
0: knows i might E-X-S. sit fuck it and go to san diego tomorrow myself so uh to see the uh uh dark uh, what is it dark space music dark spark dark spark what well, that's why i asked you uh uh dark spark music uh you know will be represented tomorrow night in the, the stats <laughs> with the great damien sage who coming on inappropriate uh, I think uh, November 5th so keep an eye out for that and guys thank you very much and we'll see you at Bar Sinister tonight